you like stories about haunted locations, or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world. If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our Haunted Escapes? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. This is my house of dolls. Ghosty fam, welcome back to the Activity Continuous podcast. If you're new here, we are friends and soul sisters who recap episodes of the TV show The Dead Files, and we talk about other creepy shit as well as mundane stuff about our lives. I'm Amy, and I'm Megan. Thanks again for joining us this week. Amy is recapping the Dead Files episode called Death and Dolls. It is from season one, and it's episode four, and it originally aired October fourteenth, two thousand and eleven. And Amy, why don't you tell us why you chose this episode? Because it's fun. Yeah. So uh, one of our listeners, her name is... Lisha. Lisha. Or Lisha. Lisha or Lisha. Mm-hmm. I'm not we're sure. sorry oh, if we're pronouncing it wrong. I should have asked her ahead of time. But um, she suggested that we cover this one because she thought we would have some thoughts. And that's how she said it. She was correct. She was correct. We have... Lots of thoughts. Yeah. So I, this is, we're doing a little different this time. So I asked Megan to, she doesn't normally watch when Mm-mm. I present. She doesn't normally watch the episode. So she's going oh, yeah. along with you I'm guys. learning with you guys. Yeah. Or if I've seen it, odds are I've forgotten yeah. about it. So and, I'm and still going with you. And it's yeah. legit. Yeah. Yeah. But this time I asked her to watch it so that we could kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll still like, t- you know, lead it, but she's going to pipe in. Mm-hmm. Like I do. Thoughts. Just now. <laughs> Um, yeah, like Amy's still the quote unquote main presenter, but Ufta is all I'm going to say about this one because it's, there's a lot to unpack uh, here. So I hope you guys brought your organizing because we have a lot to unpack. <laughs> oh, dear. So um, we are standing in, or sitting at the bar. We're just having some wine. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> really good wine. Mine. Uh, You're having the Georges de Beaujolais Nouveau. Nailed it. My, uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm so France. <laughs> That's what my three years of Duolingo has done for me. It's real good. And then I'm having this. Uh, this is from Wink, I believe. This is a uh, rare purple blend. The bottle's pretty. Is it good? Um, I don't know yet. All right. Well, I grabbed it because um, because it says purple. On it, and I, I like purple. I mean, that's how I choose sports teams. Except you know, not purple. You know me in sports. Your favorite. You My love favorite them all. Thing, I'm wearing purple. Right me now. too. Look at that. 
We didn't, you guys, oh, we didn't even purple. coordinate. My earrings are purple because I made them. Oh, cute. Okay. We um we don't usually record in person, Mm-mm. so I spent like, I don't know, three hours today organizing all of this, oh, putting no. everything up. Hoping, no, it's fine because I need it to work. You know, I want us to be able to do this mm-hmm. whenever we want to. So um, other things, I've noticed that you guys, you guys like our circle chats. Uh, too bad the circle's over. I know. <laughs> we should have been, we should have been doing those the whole time. They, it was such a good we're season. Because we have those conversations right. anyway. We should have just It's recorded. true. It's usually in real time and Amy's, although I was, I did do a spoiler this year because yeah. I totally, <laughs> I honestly thought Amy was, because she's usually way usually ahead of yeah, me. I, I, th- this year I've been bad. I forget that And then I, I said, I told her that one of the characters went home and she was <laughs> like, oh good, I didn't like him. And I was like, yeah, her next message was, oh, sorry, how far along are you? And I'm yeah. like, not that far, but that's okay. <laughs> um, That was a little bit of a backwards order. And <laughs> how far along are you? I'm not where you just said, so <laughs> It was okay. It was good riddance. Oh, he was like a guy. douche. And then he came back at the end, like they all do, and still trying to... Oh, dude, still, like, hitting on every... And, it, like, trying to get... I know. Um, Raven to forgive him. Uh, uh, Marvin yeah. is who we're talking about. Marvin, the... Douche canoe of yeah, century. Didn't I like him? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, of course, he was like hitting on Billie Jean because she's gorgeous. She is gorgeous. And she was she looks Bruno. Like a Spice Girl. Oh, I love her. Yeah. She's drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. She's beautiful. And that it's accent ooh, to die for. She's a hottie. I know. It's fine. I'm not jealous. <laughs> no, they all seemed really nice. Yeah. yeah. They did. They, they, they had a good time. There, I mean, there was really nobody in the season that I honestly hated aside from Marvin. Yeah. But I started out liking him i did too and then he just turned into a dick and he was like i apologized everything should be fine that's not so how it works do bro fuck you want as long as you apologize and then you're, you're and then the it's hook. okay that's yeah. not how no, life that's works that's not how it works and raven she did she accepted his apology mm-hmm. she just didn't forgive him yeah and i don't blame yeah. her i don't blame her either yeah she would never be able to trust him if they were to date no way <laughs> she deserved better she did yeah anyway so, um, also another thing I want to clarify, um, mm-hmm. when I say it, cause I'm afraid that there's a very small, there is a very small chance that Amy Allen will ever hear any, any of these or hear my voice calling her my bestie. And I just want everybody to know that's a joke. We yeah. are not best friends. Never met her. Um, never met her. If we did meet her, she'd probably be like, uh-huh. She'd probably like dolly down. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, oh that's right. Sure. We have accents. Oh, yeah. That was another thing that Lisha slash Lisha said. Um, she's like, she posted something on Twitter about us. And uh-huh. she's like, and she tagged Amy Allen. And she said, I love Amy and Megan. They're so funny, blah, blah, blah. And I love those accents. And I wrote her back. Ha ha. Thank you. Wait, we have accents? <laughs> Wait. Oh, for Wait, sure. Yeah. When I was in the Middle East and I would talk to my mom, my accent would get super strong. Like... Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my friend would always laugh at me. And she would, because, you know, she was not from the Midwest. Right. So, yeah, I'm told, I can hear it too when we, when my accent gets really thick, then I, I, I can hear it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Every oh, once in a while, yeah. I'm like, oh, was I just doing a thing from Argo there? <laughs> Oof da. Oof da. Oof da my. Oop. Oop. Just gonna sneak past ya. I'm gonna scooch past ya. Grab some ranch. 
Do other places in the country love ranch as much as the Midwest? I don't think so. Because it is like a It's Minnesota sauce. It's a staple here. It's everywhere. I don't think you'd find a kitchen. Well, I will tell you that for my work, I Mm -hmm. often order um, business lunches for my boss and Mm -hmm. I have to call the restaurant and ask, you know, place the order. And is how you order. That's how that's how it works, kids, if you've never done that before. And I want you to know how terrifying it is for me to have to pick up the phone and that's call rough. these people. But I've done it so many times that I'm like, hey, it's Amy. And they know me right away. Oh, and they're good. very nice. And good. so they're super cool. They know where they don't have to ask for the address again and all that nonsense. They're really cool. Anyway, great restaurant, D'Amico and Sons. Okay. Awesome. They do not have ranch. Because some of our people have ordered it when they order a salad. They want, like, they have a Cobb salad, but yeah. they don't have a ranch. Really? And so every once in a while I'll forget, and I'll say they want a Cobb salad with ranch, and like, mm, we don't have ranch. I'm like, They've yeah, got to say right. that. I mean, why wouldn't... I will say, though, I'm not a huge ranch fan, but you get a good restaurant homemade, homemade. Yep. ranch, mm-hmm. takes it to another level. It really does. Takes it to an... I, mm, all day and, long. And by homemade, we don't mean... Milk packet. and the packet. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have a recipe for homemade ranch. I don't believe I've ever a made it. solid yeah. buttermilk yeah. ranch. Mm-hmm. Oh, for days. It's really good. For yep. days. For days. It's delicious. I don't know. I just went, you know, Staten Island. Yeah, now, we're, one, we're, now we're, we're going east. Throng, throng accent. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to say that about Amy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not best friends, whatever. It's just a joke. Yeah. Um, so I, nobody I do, I do it for all that. famous people who pay me the slightest bit of attention. And also, from what I said last week, Paul Rudd is not really my boyfriend. He is married, so am I. I just think he's a hottie. Um, disclaimer, John Stamos, if you listen, I a thousand percent would leave my husband for you. Thousand percent. You don't even need, like, blink at me and I'll leave him. Blink. I, he knows. My husband knows. Yeah, well, I, I mean, him. I mean, I, I have, you know, if Paul Rudd were ever to waltz into my life, I do have yeah. carte blanche. I feel like James Spader would be another one for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Greg has to know. Oh, yeah. J- yeah. I mean, Jane, John Stamos, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Message Amy. She'll get you my digits. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pass that along. So speaking of um, my bestie, mm-hmm. uh, I was looking at her Twitter today and she got hurt. Amy? Yeah, Amy Allen. What happened? She was um she was at an Airbnb and she slipped and fell. Or maybe she tripped and fell. I don't know. She fell yeah. and broke her leg. Oh my God. And she was in the hospital and they did not um take care of her the way they were supposed to. She ended up having to move to a different ER and now she's having surgery. Oh my God. It's a whole thing. Like her leg like shattered, I guess. It oh my god. Sounds gosh. really bad. She showed pictures of herself in the hospital bed and she's all smiling but oh she's in a lot of pain she's so brave i know and she she said she can't take pain meds except for tylenol because she has allergies oh and so she's just dealing with the pain of a broken leg and i'm sure tylenol what's that gonna do tylenol does absolutely that's like putting a band-aid on an amputated limb yeah it's not gonna do nothing for me anyway so hopefully it works for her yeah yeah anyway that's those are the updates that I've got. So we should probably just get right in here. Yeah. So um, the warning I have um, mm-hmm. is just creepy dolls. Very, a lot of creepy uh, dolls. War. They talk about war and plagues. And yes. I don't think there's anything else unless, unless we I don't end think up so. um, saying something else that yeah. is. Uh, and then Amy will just over lib it, ad lib, override it, over say it, yeah. over talk, whatever. You guys know. Yeah. She'll 
she'll do it. I don't do that very often. No. Because um, I find it annoying when people do. But sometimes I'm like, I can just tell the people are like, that's not the right thing. And then I feel like I have to. Usually it's like Amy, our friend Amy yeah. will be like shouting at it. And Amy will be like, she'll just text us. <laughs> yeah. There's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> and Amy will be like, I'm listening to your podcast. Um, The word you were looking for is. She does too. Yeah. And we're like, yes. Yeah. That's the word. I know. Someday we should just have her be we should. Like, with us and have her edit. Like she could be our yeah. Steven. She'll just be sitting here could, like yeah. on her phone and every now and then she'll chime in and be like, um, the word is is sachet, Bob. Sachet is the word you're looking for. And like you're really close to the mic. Yeah. So like that's nice and close up. Yeah. Yeah. If we uh if we actually had a studio and not sitting at this bar with weird sound in my tweeting furnace back there. I would I would do that in a heartbeat if I had the equipment. The last I, time I, I was here, I legit asked Amy if she got a bird. We we call that Tweety. <laughs> like Tweety's loud today. I was like, did you get a bird? <laughs> I don't know if you guys will be able to hear it. I hope not. I, I turned hope not. I turned the zoom down so that it's um so that it do- it doesn't pick up mm-hmm. slight noises because the laptop you're on is my old one and it's loud. It's got a loud mm-hmm. fan. And so like when I, I was testing you. it earlier, I could hear like all the way through it. Shoot. Yeah. So we'll see. Anywho, Godspeed. Good luck. Hey, everyone. We want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic. Between work, errands, and family time, who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and easy-to-follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last-minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty, too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one. And when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. We are in Creamerton, North Carolina, and this uh, the client is Lisa, and I noted that Steve calls her, calls her Lisa, because you know this accent, <laughs> and her husband, John. And their experiences are apparitions. I did it again. I said that last time too. Apparition. Apparitions and noises. I have lots of thoughts on Lisa. Oh, and she's not many of them are good. <laughs> she's a piece of work, I tell you. She's something. So they show Amy meditating outside the home and Matt cleaning the location. And this is an early one, remember? Mm-hmm. It's season one. So yes. This is early. 
Not as refined as. Yeah. And they're still explaining to us how things work and stuff like that. Amy explains that, you know, even before they show her at the, at the whole place, they, uh, she explains how Steve's going to do research on Mm -hmm. the home and then she's going to do a walk and all that. Yeah. So, um, as she's outside, she says, um, that somebody pushed her and she says someone else got pushed in the back of the head really, really, really hard. So now we're going to Steve. He knocks on the door. Lisa opens the door. It's all super awkward. She's like trying to shake his hand, hold the door. He's trying to pull and the door. It was she, very weird. I don't know why it I didn't was. Redo and that. it's like she there were steps leading up. Yeah. So like so she's, she's leaning high down to and and he's already short, so he's he's already swimpy. <laughs> and it, you could tell it was so it was rehearsed. Really, so awkward. They should have done it a few more times because yeah. it was super awkward. Yeah. They're like, should we redo this? They're like, no, we don't got time. No, we've already done it we 17 got, times. And hard. It looks like, sh- we're on a time this crunch. This is the best take we got. Yeah, this, that, and that's, yeah. This, she, yeah, I just, I imagine that there were a lot of awkward moments in this episode because yeah, of this lady. Because of her dolls. Anyways. So uh, Steve knocks on the door. She welcomes in and says, this is my house of dolls. And the look on Steve's face. I know. It was like, I tried to get a screenshot. I tried to take a picture with my phone and it was, my phone doesn't react quick enough to, it's like I push the button and then it goes, mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm, click. So I was, I missed it. I'm just going to throw this at you. There's a, there's pause. Oh, I know. But then there's a big arrow in the middle. I know. I'm just being a bitch. I know. It's okay. I do it. I, I usually do do it that way with a pause. But seriously, he was like, he, I know he was like, mm-hmm. And he even says later in the episode, I'm not going to, this is freaking me out. Yeah. Same Steve. We need to get, I'll make a shirt that says same Steve. Yeah. Because I say that every episode. You do. To say, if you haven't seen this episode, first of all, I say, go watch it because it's, it's a trip. It's a good one. It's, it's entertaining. It's very entertaining. It's, it's a trip. That's a really good way to put it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. to say that this lady has some dolls is the understatement of the year. It's like saying... The ocean has some water. Yeah. Yeah. And because... they're not like Cabbage Patch dolls. No. They're, they're like 1930s dolls. They're creepy dolls. Plastic, hard plastic dolls. Yeah. And they're all over. The kind with like the eyes that go yeah. like this with the, the eyelashes and the... And like when you lay them down, their eyes close yeah. and you sit them up and they open. Yeah. And they're everywhere. She literally has, I think she said over 2,000 dolls. Yes. Yeah. So like she she said where there's open space, there's a doll. Yeah. So there was no open space. So there's no, hardly any room for people to yeah. walk around. It was really Oh my God, it was terrifying. so... And, yeah. So in the house is uh, Lisa, Lisa, and her husband, Johnny, and their nine-year-old daughter, Salem. Mm-hmm. I loved Salem. I did too. She was, she was a cute girl. She was a smart girl. She's going to be her own person. And I like, you can just tell she's going to do what Salem wants to do and fuck everybody else. Yes. She, I loved her so much. She seemed like an old soul. She was only nine years old. She yeah. seemed a lot more. She seemed than that. like just like it. I don't know how else to put it. Like I, she, I just got the feeling that she was like an old soul. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we'll when we find out more about her. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So she says that she sees a little girl playing in her closet, and she, um, well, this is still this is not talking to Salem yet. This is still Lisa telling Steve about Salem. Lisa. Lisa. So Salem saw a little girl playing in her closet. She says Salem is very interested in war, plagues, and death, and has brought home library books on the subjects. 
Lisa thinks her daughter's obsession with it is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so she says, brings home books from the library on World War II and yellow fever epidemics, and she's very interested in war and death. Really? And I got to really, really, you know, stop her on some of the things she's interested in. I'm like, no, that's all you can see of this. And it's just, I don't know, kind of weird. All right. And I'm like, says the pot. Hold on. <laughs> I wrote pot, meat, kettle. Yeah. And I also wrote define weird because apparently having $2,000 in your home is not weird. And you know what? Weird is a social construct anyway. Like, what's sure. Some things I think are weird. Yeah. Megan might not. Vice versa. Vice whatever. versa. I love sharks. People might think that's weird. Not, not like $2,000 in your house weird. You have not seen my room. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Take a picture. I'll put it on the social. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. No, I, yeah, but. And, like, she's got room, like you were just saying, she has 2,000 creepy-ass fucking dolls. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and tell Salem or talk about Salem that she's weird. Yeah. It's just, no, she's not weird. She's just interested in history. She has a, a passion. Mm-hmm. Why is that bad? Mm-hmm. She's not out doing meth. Right. be worse. Although, you know, someone could say, why are we coming down on Lisa? She has a passion, too. Um, But... It, it, later well i'm yeah i personally uh, mean i'm not coming down on her for the dolls i'm coming down on her for how she acts later in the episode yeah well and the fact that even poor salem's room is covered in dolls, covered in dolls and that's not her jam no she even says yeah so anyway amy comes up the stairs looking at all the dolls and she's like Yeah, she goes, my goodness. My goodness. Oh, my. My, my goodness. Dolls were originally vessels for the dead, like to, so that the dead could be within the dolls because the dolls are hollow shells. Yeah, they were vessels made for the dead. So she says in the, there are hollow shells that people are trapped in the dolls and want to leave. And then she says, oh, my, a few more times. And then she says how dolls can attract souls that haven't moved on yet. Mm-hmm. Because they look like people, but they're hollow. So ghosts can inhabit them because there's nothing in there. Yeah. She says that the, there's a little girl in the closet. Mm-hmm. And she, the little girl tells Amy that they want something bad to happen. And the little girl's giggling. And Matt asks if she has tried to make bad things happen. Amy says yes. And when, and then she's listening. Amy's like listening to the, the little ghost. And then Matt knows that she's doing that. And so he's like, well, what did she say? And Amy's just wringing her hands. And she said that they don't like the people who live here. No shit. So now Steve is in Salem's room talking to her. And he's mostly concerned about her. Mm-hmm. And she sees and hears whatever more than anybody else in the house. Because she has abilities. Yes. She says she's the only one in the house who has seen any paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. Salem said she saw a lady came up to her in her bed and she felt the pressure mm-hmm. on the bed. And they spoke to each other, but she doesn't remember what they said. Yeah. And she's not scared of them. No, she's not. And Steve asks if it's scary. Yeah. And she's like, no, I almost felt calm. Yeah. While she said at her. first when she first started to see him. And I think she said she was around seven and she's nine. Oh, right. Right. Yes. Because when she wrote. 
She was, I wrote, she was scared when she was younger, but when she reached the ripe old age of seven, she yeah. realized that. When I was younger, it scared me because I didn't understand. But when I got to like seven, I understood like, wait, the ghosts can't harm you. Only the living can. Which I thought was so creepy for a nine-year-old to know that. I know. I know. But like, so true. I know. Ghosts can't hurt you. Yeah, well, well I mean. Sometimes they throw people down the stairs. I just or watched another one today. They give you heart attacks. Or heart, heart attacks. I watched another one today that... Um, oh, really? That, yeah, that where someone got thrown across the room and by a ghost. And also, um, somebody had a heart attack. And she said it that way, too. She always says I heart know, attack that way. So, heart attack. Steve asks her about her interest in World War II. And she says that mom started watching movies about Anne Frank. And she found that interesting. So she got some books and started reading about it. Mm -hmm. And I just want to note, I was also obsessed with Anne Frank when I was about her age. I got, I don't know if, I think in school we read the diary. Yep. And I was just so, like, I was not interested in any other part of the war. Like, I didn't get into, like, war history or anything. But her story, and, and you know, of course, everything they did to the Jews was. There's not a word for no, it. No, I mean, it's horrific, but it was fascinating to me. And I wanted to know everything. Mm -hmm. So Steve then speaks to Salem's father, John, and he talks about uh, concern over what Salem has seen. Dad is also very concerned. The only one who doesn't seem to be concerned is Lisa. Yeah, she doesn't really seem to be that concerned. Except or she dolls. is and she doesn't want to know why it's happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's not concerned. She's concerned about her dolls. Yeah, she is concerned about her dolls. So Amy hears lots of voices, lots of talking, and lots of spirits, and she's acting really weird. Megan and I talked about this earlier. She's acting, like, really squirrely. Yeah. Her voice gets all funny, and she's doing a lot of things, and mm -hmm. wiggling her hands, and, like, and playing with her hair. Yeah, and acting like there's something in her hair, and she's trying to wipe it off. It, it was bizarre. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't recall it was seeing weird. Amy act like that before. I don't know if that was her reacting to the ghost, or if she was jumped, and that mm -hmm. was what mm -hmm. one of the spirits was doing. It was kind of hard to tell. Mm -hmm. But at any rate, she was kind of imitating the ghosts at one yeah. point. And she was trying to like talking like them and she was doing all these weird goofy voices. Anyway, she said they are they're trying to tell them to leave, trying to tell the team to leave and maybe even the homeowners. She hears someone saying you, you need to leave because it's not safe. And she says she thinks it's because so many people died around here. Mm -hmm. And now Amy's in the basement and she says she felt death and disease and the bodies are just stacked up down there. She saw an evil man torturing a girl. He's got a black hat, black jacket, black slacks, and he's doing weird things to this girl. Like poking at her. Yeah. And Amy gets a really bad pain in her head. And she says it has to do with the guy poking the girl. Mm -hmm. But the girl goes, she was talking to that spirit and the girl said it didn't hurt. And Amy's like, well, that's weird because it hurts me. Mm -hmm. So now we're back to Steve and uh, he's doing research and he found out that in 1946, the Cremerton Mill was built, and he's speaking with Larry Nichols. He's a man who wrote a book about the history of the town, and the part they live in is considered Old Town, and it was built to support the families of the people who worked at the mill. Mm -hmm. And he said there was a plague in the area, 1902 to 1903, and most of the town people died. And the infected were living in a segregated area called a Pest House. And they're not saying necessarily that this house was the pest house, because mm -hmm. I don't think this house is that. But it old. was in the area. But it was that in the, the pest area. house was yeah. in. 
And then I, they go back to Amy and she's still being goofy. And she's saying, I don't know. I don't know about all that. You know, there's people laying down down here. And I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know about that. How many? People. How many people were down here? Quite a few, yes. Quite a few stacked. Ugh. Ugh. I don't know what that's about. Ugh. They're like in sacks and uh, sheets and uh, and uh, they got sick. They're sick. And people are like this. And playing with her hair and she's imitating people being sick and hunched over. Mm-hmm. And she says some don't have shoes or any clothing on and they're cold and sad and there's not a building here. So they're outside. And mm-hmm. she said all of them are dying. Probably not good. No. Well, then they go back to Steve and he's learning about another epidemic when the Native Americans lived here. Shocker. Yeah. Right. And that could be the one Amy's seen. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're, they're outside. Yeah. Because they're outside. And and also, I don't know. Um, I don't. Yeah. It looks like that was. Well, I don't know. Was that smallpox? I'm confused. For what? Which of the, were they both the plagues, smallpox plagues, or was one of them something else? I don't recall them saying what anything else was. I don't, I don't think they said but it. But smallpox isn't, you're not going to get a stomach ache. It's, it's a skin rash. That might be dysentery. Yeah, it could have been something else that Amy was noticing. But yeah. anyway, so he's talking to Dr. Alan May. Steve asked him about the pest house, and he says it was a quarantine area, mostly for smallpox, and people were disfigured. And I... I wasn't sure what smallpox was, so I looked it up. Mm -hmm. And it is a rash that can create permanent scarring. And it's it's eradicated now, but it says before that it was a serious infectious disease caused by the variola virus. It was contagious, meaning it spread from one person to another. People who had smallpox had fever and a distinctive progressive skin rash. And so I... Made the mistake of Googling. Don't do it. Um, you Googled pictures, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, I know a bunch of you are doing that right now. Yeah. But just, we tried to warn you. It's really gross. Um, so now we're in the backyard now. Amy's walking around outside and she says there are even more dead people outside, mostly around the perimeter of the yard. So she's walking out there and she goes, this is really weird. There are people crawling out of the earth and they mm-hmm. don't look good. Mm-hmm. They're Native American. So this is going to be that plague, I'm assuming. She sees them walking down into the earth and then people coming out and walking away. And Matt asks for some clarification and she says, it's like they're getting sucked into the earth. And then she says, it's kind of freaking me out a little. Say, that would freak me out. So she's walking around the back and she's now closer to the house. You can see the house right behind her. And she says, dead people are everywhere here. A man came up trying to touch her. He's super tall, long arms and long legs. He looks like a mortician would. And this guy scares her. Mm -hmm. He keeps prodding women. He's poking and cutting women. So now Steve is still talking to Dr. May, and he says that they used the river to dispose of the remains of the sick people. And now digging a little deeper and more on the pest houses, he says 400 people were in these houses out of only 4,000 people in the town. That's a pretty high percentage. Yeah. 
So now we're at the sketches and Amy talks to the sketch person and she wants to draw the whole person, (laughs) not just a face. And this is the mortician. And she seems to be really guiding the artist more in this one. I thought it was cool because he would like write something or draw something and she'd say, oh, it's a little more like, or he'd say, how about, does this look right? And she'd say, a little bit. It was more of an actual sketch rather than, you know, her just saying, or the cartoon of the cartoons we saw, five-year-old face with weird teeth. It's fun. I noted to see that the sketch is kind of coming to life. They do show us some mm-hmm. of it as he's as he's drawing it, mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind that of that was cool. neat. Yeah, it they... is fun when it's like ba boom and it's really scary, but um, but this is cool too. It was they both have their yeah pros and cons, right? But the artist, when he's finished, he says, "How does that look?" And she just nods. So none of this is that what you saw? Is that what you saw? Yes, yes that's, that's what, what I, I saw. Think. Okay, not rehearsed. Not at all. So Steve is really concerned about Salem, and he decides that he is going to break the rules and meet with Amy. Because mm-hmm, he feels like it's out of his yep. depth because she's got abilities, yes. and Steve doesn't. Yeah, and he knows that Amy can help her. Yeah. And then they have a voiceover. Amy, she talks about how when she was a child, she was obsessed with Lizzie Borden and and Frank. And Frank, yep. So this, I thought this scene was so cool with I, Amy talking to Salem. I loved it so much. I did too. I really wish they would let Amy talk to the clients more, especially when they're kids that are experiencing new abilities I, like oh, this. It it was really sweet. Amy was really sweet with her. Um, yeah. And what I loved is that she was honest with her. Yeah. Because, you know, the girl at one point, Salem asks her, are there, you know, she goes, do you know, are there bad entities? And Amy was like, yeah. yeah. But she was so good because she was like, just like there are good and bad mm-hmm. people. There are good and bad spirits. Yeah, and it was like, people. I just loved how she was so honest with her. She yeah. didn't bullshit her. She wasn't like, no, they're all good. Yeah. Because... yeah. Well, she knows. I mean, right. she, you can't bullshit no. with someone who sees it. You know, right. So I just, I love, you're right. She was just so genuine with yeah. her. And I think Amy was so genuine because Amy didn't have that growing up, yeah. which is what she said. She didn't have anybody to kind of initiate her into this life. She just kind of had to fucking she, figure it she out she kind of had i think at first she kind of had to pretend like nothing yeah. was happening because mm-hmm. people thought she was weird yeah um, yeah yeah she's she does say i want to ask you how you feel about having all these dolls mm-hmm. and the little girl says they get in your way and they get on your nerves so she doesn't want those fucking no. dolls in her room jesus christ i know they're have they're literally all over the house oh. like we're not exaggerating no, it's hideous so yeah, Salem asked Amy if she's ever seen anything bad. She says, yes. And I'm thinking, yeah, right outside your bedroom window. Right. Because Amy was just out there mm-hmm. seeing the mortician. Amy uh, explains how, you know, it, it's it's okay. And, and that, you know, when Amy tells her that she sees good dead people too, Salem starts crying. So um, Salem says that she prays when she gets scared. Mm-hmm. And that seems to help. And Amy says, good. That's yeah. good that you know how to protect yourself. Yeah. Because it really does work. Yeah. And I don't think she's pro- she's pushing Christianity. No, I think she's you pushing anything. anything. Yeah. yeah, any kind of higher power yeah. that you believe in yeah. to protect you. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't Jesus. have to be Jesus or God. It can be Buddha or, you know, the big uh, blue spaghetti monster. Whatever, whatever works for you. I want a blue spaghetti monster. <laughs> I'm hungry. So at the table is this is a reveal. At the table is John, Lisa, Amy, Steve. The house was built in 1900, and there was a mill here. Steve's explaining all this and the research. He says the research he did didn't really come up with any, didn't match anything that they saw. Right. Any of the experiences that right. the family had. Now, granted, they did not have a ton of experiences. Amy sure did, but 
Um, but they really did. And Salem. But yeah, and Salem. Their parents so. don't. Yeah, they really did. So Steve talks about how they would throw the bodies in the river, and Amy is just like, that makes uh, a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah. And they show the clip of her talking about the people being mm-hmm. sucked into the water and coming back out. And she says that she thinks the mass disposal of those bodies harmed their souls. Yeah, which I don't see how it couldn't have. Yeah. Steve talks about the plagues, and then they cut to the clip of Amy talking about the people being stacked. Mm-hmm. And she says there's a lot of dead in this area. And she then says, uh, I did a sketch. I don't think she actually said that. But she pulls out the sketch, and Amy took out the sketch. Mm-hmm. Steve didn't have it. Steve didn't have it, Amy yeah. pulled out the sketch and showed it to her. It's the, I, I didn't really write much about the sketch, but it's. Oh, he looks like he has a pig nose. Oh, yeah, that one. Okay. I've looked, I've done some. Uh, we're we're stacking up ex- episodes a little bit here. So I watched like three in a row and I can't see them. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's in a cape kind of a thing. And, or no, not a cape. He's it's in like, like a, a suit. But it looks like, like he a was suit a suit with really yeah. um, wide, wide, like shoulders. very pointy soldiers—not soldiers, soldiers, shoulders. Oh. Yeah, and um, it's just like a straight cut, and then pants, and then he's wearing a, a like a bolero hat. Almost. Yeah, like very flat, straight flat brim, brim, shallow brim. hat. Yeah, it's not you know, and he has yeah a weird pig nose. That it is very weird pig nose. Okay. He almost sort of looks like, now that I'm looking at him, he's got the same build as the ghost that, as Frank. My ghost. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And Frank had longer hair like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did I you don't... ever have Frank drawn or dry him? Mm-mm. Because I didn't get a really good look at him. Yeah. I just saw the, the silhouette. Oh, uh-huh. Because as soon as I... Like, paid attention to him and blinked, then he went away. Oh. He was scared. He was shy. He was shy. So Steve talks about the pest houses and shows a photo of the do- of what a, those plague doctors look mm-hmm. like. And you guys have probably all seen them. They have, like, the bird beak mm-hmm. kind of mask. And they're, they, um, they're like, all their, all their skin is covered in yeah. that so that they don't Black, catch like, anything. long trench coats and... Yeah, layers and layers of dark things mm-hmm. and their i don't think they have a hood but a hat you know everything's covered. everything's covered so yeah. they wouldn't catch anything right and then these big long like things bird over beaks. their faces it looks like a bird beak. yeah and that's also to they say that they were they were hoping that that would prevent the doctor from mm-hmm. contracting the disease but i don't know i mean i don't know anyway and then they all have these like sticks yeah that they would use to poke people to uh, you know look at their skin yeah. or whatever and in order to keep a distance, they yeah. were poking them from, you know, two Afar. feet away, three feet away, whatever. It's Great. a creepy, creepy image. I'm sure you've all seen it. Yep. It's, yep. it's, well. You'd know it if you saw yeah, it. You'll know it. I'll, Google, I'll, Google, like. Google Plague Doctors. Yeah. And you'll see it. That's, that's what I did. And, and yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Lisa asks if it's uh, going to bother Salem. Duh. Now she's curious. And uh, Amy says yes. Yeah. With her interest in the death. And wanting to have experiences, uh, the dead are going to stick around because they're wanted. Here. Yeah. So, Amy and not tells, only that, they have somebody that can communicate yeah, with somebody them, somebody that can see them, and wants to see them and communicate with them. Yeah. Why wouldn't they stick around? Right. Right. Amy tells her that they don't. The 
spirits don't like the family and they don't want them in the house. And they want things to change so that the trapped dead here can leave. Amy asks why they're trapped. And she says there's too many things here. Too many dolls. Oh, Steve asked. Yeah. Sorry, you said Amy. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Steve asked Amy is what I meant. Yeah. Steve asked Amy why they're trapped. And she says there's too many things here. Too many dolls. Mm -hmm. And then we have a voiceover from Amy where she says dolls were first created to house the dead because they are human looking but empty on the inside. Yep. Just like me. (laughs) She suggests that some of them are likely stuck in these dolls. So what she says to Lisa, Lisa and John, is they can move the dolls out or move. But if they move, it would likely happen again as long as they bring those fucking dolls with them. And of course, Lisa's like, not my dolls. Yeah. Well, first she says, I feel horrible. That's not what I expected. And then she says, 90% of my life has to do with the dolls. To which I say, oh, so there's only 10% for your husband and child? Yeah. Fuck you. I'm sorry. I was not a fan of Lisa in this episode. No, I was not. when you're putting material objects above the, your family. No. Which is what she's doing. And I noted there's a couple people that we, I, whatever, follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That are they sell haunted dolls, and there's one woman that I've been following for a long time, and she she'll post a doll and she'll say this is, uh, Harvey, mm-hmm. and he's a 14 year old boy, and he was killed in um 1800 uh, from the plague or whatever, and then she'll talk about like his spirit. He's really he's really um a sweet kid, and he'll like like if you leave candies out for him, he'll yeah like whatever, and. When I first started following her, I looked at some of her dolls and they were like $50, $60. Yeah, a couple of days ago, last week maybe, I looked. She had some upwards of $900. Wow. And I'm like, so Lisa can sell those fucking dolls. Yeah, on she eBay. could. She'd probably sell them all and make enough to pay off her house. Yeah, I'm sure she would. So Amy is trying to tell her to get rid of them, but she's being really nice about it. Mm-hmm. And... The first time I saw this, I wondered if the husband actually called the dead files in so that somebody would come and tell her to get rid of the fucking dog. Because she wasn't listening to anybody. And I could just see him like inside going, yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then as soon as they leave, he's like, see, I fucking told you. you. Those fucking dolls. But then Lisa decides to get brave and does the, it's my house. I'm going to (laughs) fight. Okay. Okay. Well. You and 5,000 spirits. You're only endangering your daughter because she's the only person being affected by these spirits. Not your null ass. Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel, Megan? No, I love her. Oh, she's great. So Amy says because of the fascination with the death and the paranormal, they'll linger. Mm -hmm. Lisa asks if it will get worse. And Amy says yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to get worse. Yeah. So ways to alleviate it, remove as many dolls as possible and do a thorough as possible. I would say that would be all of them. As many as possible. All it's not of like them? some of them are stuck to the floor. No. Although um, knowing Lisa, she might be. be, she might have glued them down. She might have. She might have nailed their feet in, which ooh, that would piss them off. I would Especially if there's a ghost in there. I wonder if the ghost could feel that. If a ghost is trapped in a doll and you, is it like a voodoo where if you do something to the doll, the ghost can feel it? I would hope not. I know. I but, just. But human live people can feel something when it's happening to a ghost. So I don't know. I don't know. If they're stuck in a... Does anybody know? Let us know. 
I mean, you think if it's a body-like vessel, yeah. theoretically, they would feel it as yeah. if it was a body. Maybe. New fear unlocked. I hope they don't uh, burn all those dolls. Oh, my God. <gasps> she, would she would never. She would never. She would never. She would burn Salem before she burned those dolls. Wait, I, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, Amy says she really wants them to do that, do a thorough cleaning and mm -hmm. cleansing. And Lisa kind of sounds like she's considering it. I'm guessing she is not. But. It does say at the end, since the investigation, Lisa has begun selling her doll collection and Salem's paranormal encounters have diminished. Yes. They do not use the wording. The activity continues. But they, but this wasn't this was like episode four. They were still finding their footing. They were. They were. So, yeah. Do you understand now why we're on to we're we're on Lisa? Because it's not that she likes these dolls. It's not that it's the fact, at least for me, that she seems to put these like when they tell her this, her first concern is her dolls and not her child. Yeah. At least that's how it was portrayed in the show. Yeah, that's true. And that when the, be... and, and she says 90% of my existence is these dolls. Yeah. Like she you, did say that. So. She did that. You have a whole that's ass human child and you're per, per, you want the dolls over her. Yeah. That's what made me annoyed by Lisa. It's not her obsession with the dolls. It's the fact that the obsession with the dolls supersedes everything. Everything else. That should be important to know. And, that. Yeah. Yep. So that's why. Yep. Agreed. So yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah. It was. Yeah. There's a lot of things I liked about it, especially mm -hmm. that is Amy got to talk to the That was girl. my favorite. That was there, really because cool. she just, I just love how both Amy and Steve from what i've seen i just love how they interact with the kids like they don't yeah they treat them like people yeah they don't talk down to them right right but they change their talking so that the kids feel more comfortable yeah there's a tone mm -hmm. a voice there's a they're there's gentle a, there's a look in your yep. eye that you know like sometimes when steve's talking to you know with a grown-up client he's he's like he's are you fucking with me yeah um and he's he would never do Brooklyn. that to a kid you know, but he yeah he doesn't do that. He's looking at a five year old. And go, you fucking with me? You fucking with me? Salem, come on. No, <laughs> I promise. So, um, we should do an Alanism. Do you want to throw me a um a number between one and eighty nine? And if you eighty nine, then Jackie said, "Go to sleep." And Alan said, pointing to the bookcase, "Where out that window? A good fish would break it." <laughs> That's going to be fun to do a graphic for that one. That will be. Good fish would break it. So thank mm -hmm. you guys. Thanks for joining us. Yep. And um, Megan is going to key up what she's going to do next week. So I will be doing um, season two, episode 10 called Tormented. It originally aired January 25th and 2013. Why did I choose this Why one? Why did you choose that one? You know, it took place in Colorado and I want to go to Colorado. Oh, okay. So. We're going to go see Kenda? Oh, don't okay. tease. We love Joe Kenda. I wanted to honeymoon in um, Colorado Springs legit for that purpose. Just in case you ran into him at yeah. the oh, grocery store or something? Not in case. I was going to take a full day and just walk <laughs> around. Oh. Just stop random people. Do you know Joe Kenda? Is Joe Kenda here today? Is Joe Kenda? Have you seen him? Is he lunch he? Where is he? You know where he Have you seen him? You know. You do? You know. You know Oh, yeah. We love Joe so, Kenda. We love Joe Kenda, Joe if you're Kenda. listening, which I'm sure you are. Obviously. And um, he, he and his wife, Kathy, are the cutest. They are. They are. I love they are. them. Yeah. She is 
a saint. A hoot. And she's a hoot. Yeah, she is. Hoot and a half. Yeah, she is fine. Oh, sure. I answer my phone when John calls. I say, go for Megan. And John goes, will you stop? Will you stop it? No, I won't. All right. Well, thanks, right. everybody. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it.